Okay, that's the profile. Now, how do you find these people? We don't, they don't need to be super people. They just need to be called. Now, there's some common mistakes that are made in selecting of church planters. One is simply not looking at enough people. If you only look at one person, you don't really have a choice. If you look at two people, you can get the better of the two. To get the best, you need at least three. So that's one mistake, just simply not looking at enough people. A second major mistake is having an inadequate uh, job description. To not have clarity regarding what you expect the church planter to do. And if you don't know what they're to do, then you don't know what qualities to look for to select the right people. There's another problem, and that leads to the next point, ineffective interviewing. Most interviews for pastors and for church planters are inadequate. Most interviews focus on their theological perspective, and that's very important. And they focus on their character, and biblically that's very important, 1 Timothy chapter 3. But most interview processes ignore whether they have the capacities to do the job. How can you tell if somebody actually has the skills to do the job of a church planter? Now, most of the ways we would normally ask questions to get that information are inadequate. We sometimes would ask, what would you do if? Yes, questions. Now, why is that not a good question? Because anybody that has studied could give a right answer. In other words, if you were to ask, how do you resolve conflict between two people? They might give you a theoretical answer that's correct. But you're not interested in somebody that can theoretically know what needs to be done. You want somebody that be able to do it. So instead of, of asking, what would you do to do this? You would ask a question. Tell me about a time you resolved a conflict between two people and have them actually describe a situation and ask them what they did, what they said, what happened next, what did they do next, and keep gathering data of what they said and did. Then have them give another example of another situation. If you wanted a test for capacity for vision, for instance, you, could ask, you wouldn't ask a question, are you a visionary? That would not give you any data. But you could ask this question. Tell me about a time when you turned an obstacle into an opportunity. Because that's the type of behavior that visionaries demonstrate. That kind of interviewing will get you more data to evaluate whether a person can or cannot do a job far more effectively. To do a, an extensive interview, just even for those five areas that we talked about before, would take a couple of hours following this very disciplined interview process. Because what you're trying to do is indirectly observe their behavior. And you're gathering data on how they act so you could write a script for a video film and accurately portray this leader in action. And it's a very, very powerful process of interviewing. Now, sometimes when we go about the selection process, we first look at a person's weaknesses. I would say that is not the place to start. Now, weaknesses might eliminate a person, but you find a person with very few weaknesses, and I will show you a leader that has very few strengths. It is important to identify first what are their strengths, and are these the right strengths for the assignment? Let's take a look at the team mobilization. 